Well, hey there. Hello again. I'm John. I'm David. We're the Euthanistics. We are. We are. Not always, but uh, tonight we tonight are. we are. Tonight we are definitely Tomor- tomorrow and the next day we yes. Are. No, come on. We're the Euthanistics at all times. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, nonsense talk. Um, we are here to. Uh, Drop some knowledge on... We're uh, dropping heavy knowledge. Heavy knowledge and insider scoops and props and all sorts of stuff. We might share chord progressions. No, that's not going to happen. Those are closely guarded secrets. What's the the next song we're going to talk about? What are we going to talk about here? Anyway, this is a a little podcast. We're going to talk about our album, Shiner, and uh, going through song by song. Let's talk Box Kite. Because I want to talk Boxcape because it We're is the most Boxcape. unusual song on the album. and More unusual than Breaker Boys. Yes. I think Boxcape is more unusual than Breaker Boys. All right. We're talking Boxcape. A song written, by the way, the week that my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, if you recall. You were I here. I do. We found out that my son was um, ill and in the hospital. We... You know, and John was both scheduled to come out that week, and uh, he called and said, "Hey, should I come or not? Should I, you know, delay the trip?" And we we're like, "No, hell, come out. You'll be terrifically helpful to have you here." So, by the time he got here, John got here. My son was out of the hospital, right? Not true. I came to the hospital. Oh, is that right? Yes. Wow. A blur. Well, that this okay. Was. So this song is the lone song that was penned by me lyrically on the album right yes okay and uh so i'll probably need to do most of the talking on on the genesis of it um which was uh the phone call with you about your son right um which you didn't say he had diabetes at the time because you didn't know we didn't know yeah Yeah, so i was talking on the phone and um and uh you said well we don't know what's happening but we need you which was really cool thing to say um a little choked up and uh you said come out anyway because um we could really use you around and um so i jumped on the plane and um you just couldn't get it out of my head just the uh just your tone just just the the concern um at the time i was did not have any children and had no designs to have children and um was just just really put into a um, just a really shocking I was really shocked at the impact and of what it had on you just from hearing your voice on the phone just mm-hmm. the, the just the the grave seriousness of you on the phone and um, you know I, and I didn't know what I was coming into right I didn't know right all I knew is your son was in the hospital um, and you were we needed you were you were as concerned as i or as worried as i've ever heard you and um yeah i didn't i was having this is just thinking about that on the plane so these lyrics were actually written on some airliner going over going over the country as half of the lyrics in this album were by the way really yeah okay fair enough and um fair enough um yeah, so the song is is entirely about the fragility 
and um, kind of the duality of that fragility and the need to let them give them the freedom to explore their um, that fragile state right you can't you can't protect them um, they're fragile these things that that are super connected to you and have all this meaning in your life and you have to basically offer them up to the world <laughs> and uh, just right. the whole just the whole duality of that is just a really weird thing and I have no idea how a metaphor of a, of a nice little fragile kite came in but kind of you know that's one of those things that just let it just, just let it happen because it works right it's a very it's a pretty good metaphor and um, yeah so where, I don't know where the music came from you know you were you were wanting this song to go to a um more your side of the music spectrum spectrum which is more challenging are we done with the lyrical content yeah yeah okay. let's, let's right. move on to the music all right good <laughs> on to the music yes all the air has been sucked out of the room so let's uh, let's talk about the music piece yeah, yeah so, so i i really like w what this song um has has done in terms of the tension that it that it sets up and you know there's a couple of points where in the song it releases the tension but you know we kind of let your musical tastes take this song in a direction. I kept trying to. Pull I wanted you. to write a Radiohead song. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, this, there is, this, is, this is this is my homage to Radiohead. This is John's version, which is nowhere near as anything close to the fabulousness that is Radiohead. But I wanted I wanted the syncopation on the on the on the drums that and that dissonant guitar that like you said, just kind of resolves every once in a while and you're just like, oh, thank you for resolving that. And then, oh, oh crap, you're, you took it away again and now I have to listen because I want it back. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, so just weird port chord progressions, weird dissonant, just chords that I have no idea how to describe to, and it's all, you know, just done by just feel and just liking the way that they interplay. It's a cool song. I, I like it a lot. And, um, when we were looking at where to put it on the album, um, I was, of course, we, I, I research everything and I was reading about, all right, how to lay out an album, which is retarded and stupid. You should lay out the album the way you want to, but you know, the way that, you know, um, that people don't, well, I guess, yeah. The people still do, still do albums for real. This is an album. Okay. So right. yeah, it's, right. they do albums. So you know, one of the things that you want to do or they, they, you know, I read about was on the flip side of the album on, you know, the fifth song on the album or the fourth, if you're doing eight or five, if you're doing 10, you want the song or six, if you're doing 10, sorry, my math was off. You, you want, you want to take like something that's, you know, challenging and puts the, the band or the, the, the talent or the, the album in a completely different direction. And, and so the listener goes, whoa, wakes up. What, what, what the heck is going on here? And Box Kite for me is that song, which completely, I mean, it's, it fits with the other songs, but it's also, it pushes them, it pushes in a different direction. So it sort of takes the envelope out in a different way. And I, I really love it for that. And I kept, uh, in, in my defense, I kept trying to pull you back towards harmony and towards melody while you were going, no, dissonance. Oh, yeah. 
So I think it's a good balance between the two. And, you know, not to, you know, we've, we've talked about Radiohead, but there are some great songwriting duos who do that. You know, if you look over time and you, and you look back at the, you know, some, some bands that have songwriting duos, they, they usually one pulls in one direction, the other pulls in the other. And it's that tension that kind of makes the songs special. Because right. if you, you know, if I get my way, then you get Walking on Sunshine. And if you get your way, then you get, I don't know, something terrible. Well, t- you get box, you get box cut because I wouldn't let the song go. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't let any, any, um, uh, any of that flavor. Oh. What? We pulled it back. We didn't. We, we did. Didn't pull it we back. pulled it back. Well, you haven't heard any of the, the last mix. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, to me, it's you know the song's been extremely, extremely personal to me, and um, you know I, uh, in a lot of ways, I think it's the best song I've ever written. So I, you know, I've, I've guarded it very carefully, and I've, I've tweaked the hell out of it, and hopefully, it's in a, it's in a, it's in a good state for its, uh, its completed mix. It's a cool tune. And by the way, another shout out to Mr. Miller. Yeah, so from an instrumentation standpoint, this is um this one came together um with uh David Broderick, David Monk that fateful weekend of that fateful wine fueled with the wine whisperer weekend at your house. Um so we we tracked it and um I'm sorry to say guys that your parts did not survive. <laughs> the the uh the various iterations um, they were instrumental in getting it to where it needed to go well i mean david broderick wrote the bass part that i had to redo because uh it was just a little clicky um and i wanted something a little quieter um but he he wrote the part so thank you david for that um david monk wrote the bass the the drum part um but uh we we had just issues with uh, with the with the tempo that I couldn't recover from a uh, uh, from a from a MIDI um, right and since he's living in Texas yeah, and couldn't get him to retract yeah, it yeah so um, believe me it's not from lack of trying on that drum part to do something and then I and then I tried with um, you know with just electronic kits and then just nothing had that kind of syncopation that I wanted. Um, so fast forward a year plus, yeah. And um, Tom Miller again came to the rescue, and it was almost an afterthought to retract the drums on that. Song. It was, yeah. And um, and I think it was my afterthought. It was kind of cool because Tom goes, "I love that song. I'm gonna I'm gonna play drums on that song." <laughs> and the guy in three takes, you know, we had tempo problems with Tom playing with a click, but for some reason, I think he knew that song really well. Maybe you listen to that song, Tom. I don't know. Maybe, um, but. He just nailed it. He just nailed it. Um, just he brought it to life. Oh, yeah. And um, so, thank you, thank you, Tom. Awesome job. Another, another golf clap. No, I was giving you the. I just got back. Oh, from, the, I just got back from India, so I was giving you a oh. namaste for that. <laughs> no, it's it's you know, it's it's uh, it, of of all the songs, to get one to get to get this one to a completed state, was just a really cool cool thing for me and um very i'm very very proud of the song and and uh as you should be it's it's a great song it's 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 a fabulous song 
Thank you. So yeah. I hope uh, I hope whoever's if you listening, don't like it, listening to this podcast likes it. <laughs> well, you know, it's not for everybody. I I would certainly say that um, there's a lot of things that are there's no ear candy in the song at all. It's, oh, there is too. Yes, there is ear candy, and that, that's where that's where I came in. I made you put ear, ear candy in the song. What did you? Oh, the 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 reverb on the O's. The the O's, baby. The O's, okay. The O's. All right. You wanted to pull those out of the out of the front where they were in your face. Okay, that's right. All right, I'll give you that. You did. Um, so, uh, not that it's. I think it rewards the listener with. A, a, a pretty rockin' outro that I think resolves, even though there's still a lot of dissonance in it. I think just the just the sheer energy in it kind of makes it worth it as a payoff. Yeah, it's 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 a song I listen to over and over again. I don't get tired of that song. Cool, nice, nicely done. Well, appreciate that. High five. All right, high five. There, yeah, there high five. Is. All right, so any, that's box cut. Any other thoughts on box cut? Okay. I have no more. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we're still the more, euthanistics. More, we're still the euthan. Yeah, we're we have yet to not be the euthanistics tonight. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.